0: All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Conjob. This week, Alexa and I have a special guest, Mr. James C. Mulligan, uh, a Disney artist that's been to a lot of shows. Um, I'm sure a lot of you will know who he is. Jimmy. Thanks for uh, joining us this week. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, hey, kids. Um, I am so happy to be joining the podcast today. Um, it was exciting when, when they asked me. So, uh, well, uh, yeah, I started out at Disney in 1996. Um, and uh, I started out in the uh, entertainment art department and then moved over to pictorial. And I've gotten a chance to, to do everything from the fine art program, um, stuff for uh, classic animated features, some of the more contemporary stuff. Um, and now I'm doing a ton of stuff with, uh, with merchandise. So I'm excited to be doing that, working with a publisher in London. Um, I'm very ADD, so I'm kind of bouncing all over there. And yes, I really, really miss doing conventions. I've done a few since the pandemic, but uh, I really miss doing conventions.
2: So uh, later on, I want to get your uh, your feedback on on some of the cons that you've done. But yeah, you know you you've worked with Disney for a while. You've done a lot of stuff. What mm-hmm. what what's the one piece of art that people are going to know you for? I would say probably Tiki Trouble. Um, it's the
1: stitch uh, with the two totem poles from the, uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room on either side of him. Um, I know that that's the Polynesian. And then they also would have seen my Sisters of Arendelle piece uh, that I did for Frozen, um, some development art. And uh, it's kind of the Sisters back-to-back. With the mountains of Arendelle behind them. So, in fact, when the Frozen Ride was first created, that was what you saw at the exit as you exited the Frozen Ride at Epcot. Um, the Sisters of Arendelle piece was kind of sm- smacked you in the face as you exited. That was my. That was mine. That was. That me. was that's the
0: one that's uh, on your sign, right? It is. Yes.
1: That's yep. Right. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's that's actually the first piece that I knew you from. Right. Stop. And then uh, then I then I knew I knew Tiki Trouble. Because um, I was like, "Holy crap, that's him!" Oh, oh, hey. <laughs>
1: I'm, the, I'm that I'm that Stitch guy.
2: Like well, it could be worse, right? It could be worse. That's right. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. You might you might you know you might be known for drawing a Hershey kiss or something. Yeah. So,
1: but yeah, so, I uh, I I've got a ton of different stuff. Of course, I've I've got my own stuff. I, I I do a lot of tiki. So I'm I'm in Southern California, and there's a huge tiki community here. So I've done a lot of tiki shows. Um, and uh, I, I'm known for Marina, my mermaid, which just came out in the, uh, the Games and Monsters book um, that uh, that Reed put just put out. That was supposed to be debuting at Emerald City, but it didn't, sadly. <laughs> um, but uh, but I've got one of my Marina pieces in there, which was really fun. It's her as a witch, and I actually have a brand new Marina piece coming out. Very shortly, we're doing a, a published version of her, um, and she should be coming out uh time now. So she's—I'm kind of known for her as well. Real cute little, spunky little blonde hair, green-eyed
2: mermaid. So uh, right up Brian's alley. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blonde hair. Mine as well. Definitely yes. my
0: faves. <laughs> Mine too. Um, so I mean, a little. You're. I mean, obviously, we all do tons of shows um obviously yours is a little bit different because you don't only do ones in the states you do uh, ones correct overseas a lot um what are what are some of the big differences besides the language and
1: the money <laughs> uh, yeah it, the money um you know what it's so interesting because the people are so um they're so much more grateful to have you there. And it, it's, it's a strange way of putting it, but it I don't know any other way to put it. They're so happy and they're so sweet to see somebody that came all the way from the States to, um, to bring a little bit of that American culture into, uh, into their, their world. Um, and it's, it's really special. I mean, I've done, I've done Singapore and Berlin and, uh, I've done shows uh, in Africa. And I mean, I, I, London. So I I do a lot of shows internationally. I'm doing um, Stuttgart coming up and Dortmund and uh, Vienna. So I'm really looking forward to that. And besides getting a lot of the local flavor, just seeing how sweet the people are and how excited they are that you're there and that it's something um, And for some of them, it's the first time they've ever met an American in person. Um, Lucky them. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's a really neat. uh, it's It's a neat experience
2: no i'm a, go ahead go ahead
0: no no no. I, I had a joke in there but it's past so continue
2: boo. <laughs> so I, i'm gonna back up a little bit because yep w- one of the things that we didn't talk about because we were excited to talk about your your, your art how, you know we all have our little origin stories on how we got got to do what we got to do how yep. how did you how did you get into art and how did you land like the the disney fans dream job <laughs> a dream job once in a while
1: um you know it's uh it's funny so i st- my background is actually musical theater so i started out as like a musical theater guy i sang and didn't dance but uh <laughs> it, it, if if the show had a barricade or a, a helicopter in it i usually sang from it um so i i did like the kind of andrew lloyd webber big uh big west end style shows um, and then I got into doing uh, scenic design, so set design for theater, and then moving from set design, kind of creating those scenic environments. I've always loved Disney, and it was a natural progression for me. So then I went from that into uh, the pictorial department um, at the parks, and then going from the parks into fine art was just another step, really, and then I I moved into to parks merchandise, I did stuff with consumer products. I've recently done some pin design. Um, and uh, if you guys have seen my stuff on puzzles and all, all kinds of that stuff, but it really all started with, uh, with, with theater and my background in theater, just that storytelling. It's all very much um, kind of woven into the DNA. And um, then moving on to, into conventions, uh, I thought it was a neat way to kind of meet fans up close and in person get to know the people that collected my work um, enable them to get some originals and something very custom that they could order at the beginning of the show and pick up at the end. And uh, it was a, a neat way for me to do that. So I was, I was happy to, uh, to, to discover the, the con circuit.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. When did you first do your, when was the first con oh. you did?
1: The first con I did, you know, what's funny cause it was, um, Des Taylor is an English comic book artist. He's a dear friend of mine. Um, Brilliant guy. And he'd been on my case for us to share a booth in New York. And I, of course, never, never done New York. I had never done any show. So I did New York Comic Con um, for the first time. God, eight years ago now, something like that. Um, And Des wasn't able to make it. So I was on my own and doing uh, oh my god yeah so you know i'm talking uh, not to get into the money thing but um doing you know doing shows and 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 doing quite well with disney and then stepping into um the new york comic-con thing for the very first time on my own not knowing anything about it or how to run it i ran out of prints the second day um and my commission list was like three <laughs> three pages long, and I just didn't expect it. And it was, I'm like, wow, this is something. This is this is a, a viable way of connecting with people and making a living. And uh, I then got connected with other comic book artists, and I had a manager at the time that set me up. Um, and I I did uh, a bunch of local california shows and then i ended up working with my manager tim hyde of compact studios and uh and tim books tim books me now on shows and uh he's the one who kind of takes care of me for international shows and then for domestic shows a lot of times i'll have um conventions just contact me directly but uh that was an interesting thing man that first year new york comic-con like um i i i could have bought a house the first year with the money. <laughs> so That's it awesome. Was like, it was it was completely unexpected and, and rather dizzying. Um, but and then I, everything
0: I, else is downhill after that, right? Yeah. There's only, there's only one of those a year, that, that year. Yeah.
1: It's funny because um you know people outside of the the con business, um they they think what he's doing comic cons? Like a lot of other artists right. they kind of look they kind of look down on it. And of course I'm I'm very quiet about about comic-con um but they just don't understand how lucrative it can be if it's something that uh you are willing to put in you know 12 hour days at the con and then go back and not go out drinking with everybody and uh getting back in a cab at 5 a.m but if you go back to the hotel and continue working on commissions for uh, for clients and for fans making sure that it's you're, you know you're kind of working the whole time and producing the art the whole time um and doing it right which I'm trying to get on Megan about. She needs to do more like yeah. on-site commissions and go back and work. Trust me, you and I both. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned it first, I
0: brought it up to her. and She poo-pooed it, and then yeah, I I been, I've been hounding her, and then you brought it up again at uh, the one we had here, and it, so I, I think she's in. I think she's on board.
1: I so, hope so. She should be. She should be. doing until more It we have... is a lot of pressure, though. It is well, a lot of yeah, pressure. Yeah,
0: but she also likes to do a little relaxing when after the show's over. I'm like, no, you relax after the weekend's over.
2: Yeah, you that's know? that's my. Please, that's she my sleeps thing. in. What are you talking oh. about?
1: <laughs> don't get me started, please. <laughs> well, I, see, I got two kids to feed on my own, so I, I there's no uh, there's no resting on my laurels for me.
0: Yeah, if the show starts at ten, she's there at twelve.
1: If we're lucky, I'm usually there by nine already trying to pump out my commission list, right? Exactly. So, I'm just much greedier than her, though. So,
0: (laughs) she spends like a greedy person.
1: We'll just leave it there. You go, yeah.
0: (laughs) But,
2: so, so, Jimmy, I, I, you know, I, I thinking about like how you got into conventions and whatnot, like this year, this year's been nuts. You know, yeah. I, I think the the last time I saw you before everything happened was in in, in Chicago, yeah. and then the next time I saw you was what I think in July. I think it was in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, it was in Florida. Isn't that insane?
2: Yeah, and, and so, the difference like,
1: in shows just every, the way like oh, the whole gosh, world had just know. changed so drastically. I mean, it, any artist. Um any Any artist I think that's that's a, a really uh kind of consistent working artist that does a lot of shows i'm gonna estimate that it, on average they've lost a couple hundred thousand dollars in income this year oh, wow. um that's that's a pretty that's a pretty uh conservative estimate um and i just in vendors in general have lost a you know two to three hundred thousand dollars per vendor of of income um and it's it's really insane to see the um the tragedy of what of what has happened and there hasn't been a whole lot of creative it's like if there's any kind of um move towards creatively figuring out how to have um in person uh kind of events where people can connect, it's it's so immediately shot down as if you're you're evil for trying to come up with a, a creative way for people to to gather again. Um but we're working yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you
2: won't hear us uh, creatively, or we will. You won't hear us shooting down anything because we're uh, <sighs> we're of the mind that we want to go back to work. Yeah, yeah, we've been
0: we've been talking about it since day one, and how everyone yeah. just makes you sound like you're the antichrist if you want to,
1: you know, have a gathering. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. And it's you know, there are safe ways to do it and it's shown that there are safe ways to do it. Um mm-hmm. Disney parks have been open for months now and there's no there's not a single um spike in uh hospitalizations or deaths uh tied to any Disney park. Um, you know, obviously or universal. Next- yeah or, or universal. universal, yeah. Any of the parks in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh so there there are no large um there are no real spikes that have been tied to that. Uh, there are no spikes. Obviously, you know there's no second wave in Sweden, which nothing even shut down in Sweden. Um, so I, I think we're starting to kind of lose our minds a bit, where we're 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 so tight in in following the Pied Piper um to the edge of the cliff that that nobody has kind of stepped out of line and said wait a second there's got to be a creative way to get back to work there's got to be a proper way to get back to work that's going to still keep people safe but we've got we've got to figure this out creatively and anybody who even mentions that is immediately shut down by unfortunately many in the community which i don't i don't i don't quite understand and that's not something i understand so i'm not good at keeping my mouth shut about such things so
0: <laughs> oh no ne- neither are we we, we talk, yeah. we've talked about it quite often and and we even had a show all up like because alexa went to disney a little bit before meg and i and then we went yep. and we did a review of that and just seeing how they're doing it right and it's like you know a little little uh little tinkerbell pixie dust and everything could be fine if we just did yeah we followed the regular rules
1: yeah, it's almost they, they've almost gone over the top with safety there, which yeah. is fine. They, yeah, but, exactly. yeah, but but people are people are having still seem to have fun. But you know, um, it's been really hard for Disney to not be able to have full capacity. Oh yeah. Um, because of that, and and that's I don't think not having full capacity is really the answer. I think that that's the best thing that we need to be doing is figuring out ways to get back to full capacity enabling people to do that. And really a big part of that is a change of hearts and a change of, of minds and a change of attitude to really look at the science behind everything and see what the statistics are and kind of follow, uh, follow that and follow the, besides following the guidelines, um, really following the science on this and saying, okay, well, where are we? Have there been any spikes in large gatherings and there, you know, perhaps some, but, uh, even looking at, um, the big rally in, uh, in Sturgis. There were, you know, you got half a million people right. over the course of 10 days, nobody wearing masks. And I think that they had, I think, 80 cases uh, tied to it. And there were just a few deaths. And, and that's, not that that's meaningless, but um, we're just not, we're not looking at that. We're not looking at a half a million people gathered together without masks over the course of 10 days and seeing that they have very, very few fatalities from something like that. I think that's something that we need to kind of bring into the mix and say, okay, listen, we need to have a round table discussion here. We need to start discussing not only safe, safe ways to get back, but the practicality of safety and the practicality of looking at how damaging having all of this shut down is compared to the damage of somebody catching a, a disease that is horrible for m- many, many people, clearly, um, you know, so that's where I'm coming from. And I'm, I'm I'm personally working pretty darn hard to figure out a way for us to get back to full capacity uh, without masks, without social distancing. But then, and that's going to be coming pretty soon here, hopefully an announcement we're working, working our tails
2: off on it. So I am excited for that announcement because we can't talk about it, but it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for it. <laughs> me too. Me too. Trust me. It's, it's lots of sleepless nights lately. So, I, you know, with, with how different conventions are, um, let's talk about your experience at, you mm. know, at some of these cons, cause you've done, I think we've pretty much done like every convention that's, that's happened. Like we've yeah. done them minus minus yeah. I think I didn't do the uh, the one in Georgia. So so talk to us about your experiences at those. The one in Georgia was interesting
1: because it was a GI Joe show. Um and the the it's very Georgia's very like uh they're very like liberty liberty loving people. Let's put it that way. Um so people were in masks but it was clear that they were there as a uh, it was an obligation. Um which is fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um Everybody was really respectful and they had a lot of people. They had a couple thousand people there from what it seemed. Um, That's great. The owners were, the owners were very conscious about safety, um, but it was like the first kind of larger scale convention in a good size hall. And, uh, and it was, it was cool to just to see people were so starved for human interaction, for being able to be, you know, nerds about, about stuff. There were some cosplayers, um, and, of course, the great, easiest thing in the world is to do cosplay in the middle of all this because everybody's masked <laughs> up anyway. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, the tables were six feet apart. So what they I think what they did was they actually cut down on the vendors. They didn't so much cut down on the, uh, the on the guests, but they cut down on the vendors so that you had um, ample space so that when the guests were gathered, they weren't standing right at the table next to the other uh, next to the other vendors. And I think that that really did a lot to uh, to cut down on any sort of crowding. And then they had one way aisles and things like that. So there, de- there definitely were things that they did that, that 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 with enhanced safety measures. And you know everybody had their faces. You know they they were covered. Um, but again, no spikes. I mean, this was a couple thousand people in in a in a venue, and uh, there had been no spikes from what I understand in in, in Augusta or the surrounding environs.
0: Now oh, that's great news. Yeah yeah and we we as as we've done some of these shows we're slowly starting to see the attendance go up and i'm i'm hoping to see that uh obviously continue and it's really good to hear that you said
1: there was a you know that large of a crowd. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was it was it was a, still a bit of a trickle. I mean, people are coming in, and um, you know, they're not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, not uh, it, it's not San Diego Comic Con on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it was still a nice enough crowd that people were just excited to be out and about and just to connect. And you could just see a almost a bit of a relief on uh, on their faces as they as they were able to enter.
0: No, that's that's great. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how it was. The one down here in West Palm, yeah, um, you know, absolutely. The, the people, you know, um, the attendance was much lower, but the people there were just happy. It's like just happy to yeah. be like, ah, oh, I can actually do something.
2: You know, totally. be in a
0: you know instead of confined to my house all the time. Is uh is Disneyland open?
1: they are not they're no. not okay. um, so our governor is uh just world yeah. um our, our governor is um yeah you know, there were some regulations that were put out so you know you got uh, gatherings not, no gatherings over either 50 or 100 unless you're uh protesting that's not even a joke it literally <laughs> oh said that on the gosh. screen like it was on the news screen in the regulations unless you're protesting
0: so, <laughs> so just throw a party and have a have a sign that says yeah
1: whatever, whatever so, protest you want so they, uh, and then they they recently in Los Angeles County they uh, they put they made it against a lot of trick or treat this year. Yeah,
2: I heard um, that. Oh, and then boy. they
1: they walked they walked that back because you
2: real fast. Well, believe yeah. it or not,
1: we actually have freedom freedom to assemble. Uh, the Constitution <laughs> says that. So, um, you know, there uh, unfortunately some of these lawmakers in the in the the kind of um, the the spirit of trying to keep everyone safe tend to ignore that. Um, we have a constitution that that protects our ability to still live as free human beings in this society um, and make our own decisions.
0: Um, now, a know. lot of people are leaving California now as well.
1: Yeah, and I don't blame them, man. I'm yeah. sorry to say it's. Uh, I've got two kids here. I got a 12 and a 15 year old here. Um, but trust me, I, I would probably be in Florida if I if I didn't need to be in California. So, Florida or London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've nope. got you've got we vested know that interest now. in London. We know that now. <laughs> no, too, London's a little too cold for me, but uh, I do, I do, I do love the UK.
2: So, something that uh, that you yeah. might not know that I have heard through my grapevine of friends is yes. that um, there is supposedly the rumor is that there's a commercial that was either shot today or is supposed to be shot this week. Um, at Disneyland, with the governor of California, uh,
1: I would have a hard time thinking that it was a commercial, but it may have
2: been a press conference. Um, it, it could be. It's it's supposed to be something um, sure. to talk about how to get things going back at Disney.
1: Uh, well, been, a, a, down, at Downtown Disney, there have been no spikes. I mean, there have been a few cast members that have tested positive for coronavirus, but they went home and. Stayed home for two weeks and they were fine, so um, you know it's 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 so mad that we are like seeing that something that's a, a virus has actually gone viral and we're so shocked. Right. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, so I mean, it, it it's yes, we have to have precautions in place. Yes, we have to be safe. Um, but, uh, when it comes to like what the, the edicts that the governor has just kind of brought down, not much of it has made any sense at all. Um, and especially in Southern California, we haven't had, I mean, we, you know, we've had some issues with, uh, with, with, um, some senior living facilities and some hospices. Um, but other than that, we haven't had any huge huge spikes in numbers here. Um, and, you know, they're they're talking about shutting down parts of California again. And I just... Uh, oh wow, I, it's, it's completely unsustainable. It's just wow. unsustainable. I don't know what they expect people to do. So um, I yeah, hope I that mean... Disneyland opens. I hope that Disneyland opens soon. And I really do. Um, I still say that the best cure for all of this, including for conventions, is rapid out-the-door uh, test, testing in under a minute. So... But you guys know how, how, wh- wh- why I believe that so strongly. <laughs>
0: yes, that would be amazing. But yeah, it's yes. true.
1: <laughs> so,
0: so, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Okay. No, go ahead. So, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so as as far as I know you said you did as, uh, a bunch of the overseas ones, have you done any since, I guess, what, middle of March? Have you been overseas at all? Not overseas. I have been overseas. Yep. I, I was, yeah, I no, mean, for uh, shows. I know you've been to, I like have not done times. any
1: shows. No, I have, uh, I, there's been no, um there have been no shows. The next show I'll be doing is going to be in November. Uh and that's in uh that's in Austria and then Germany. Um, okay but I don't have any I don't have any shows internationally coming up. I was of course supposed to be doing um uh, Middle East, Africa, um uh, countless other shows, Singapore, so a bunch of shows, but that's those are not don't seem to be happening. But they do in in Germany. I think that's going to be happening in Germany for sure. And when um, you
0: ha- have been overseas Um, did you, do you notice, cause we just, we just came from overseas, Megan and 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 the trip looked awesome by the way. Yes. I can't, I mean, words really can't describe. It was amazing. Yeah. But how, how was it in terms of masks over there from where you were?
1: You know, it's a completely different attitude. Um, People were masked up and they were masked up on the subway. And if you saw somebody without a mask, people would walk 10 feet away and sit 10 feet away from them. Right. Um, It wasn't this whole like shaming thing. You don't see people (laughs) screaming at each other. People are not taking photos of one-year-olds without masks and posting it on Facebook. And um, there's there's not like a real sense of kind of self-righteousness over there. And I think they also understand that, masks are minimally helpful at best uh in a a lot of areas so um and i'm not like an anti-mask guy at all trust me I, i i think it's important that people do what they can to protect others but um just the general attitude of everyone thinking that masks are what are going to get us out of this as opposed to um, you know, some, some small, small level of herd immunity as well as kind of staying out of large groups coughing on each other. Yeah, that's um, important. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that the, the general attitude, especially in the UK, it's like they kind of just leave people alone. It's the same thing. Uh, I was talking to my girlfriend who's, who's English, and um, she said, you know, Americans have a reputation for always speaking their mind and giving their opinion and i'm like she I, <laughs> I was talking about say. me uh, and and it's so true um you know they they only give their opinion when asked and even then it's very it's quite portion very polite but um but i know that uh when when she uh, is kind of talking about things like that they're like people are allowed to believe what they want to believe and we let them live their life and we just stay out of their face if we see someone without a mask and we're afraid that they're going to get us sick we just don't go near them um she's like and if and if somebody feels like they're sick and then they shouldn't be out at all um she said but we don't think that 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 everybody like walking around with masks is what's gonna cure anything it's just masks are simply to stop you from coughing or sneezing on someone else um and if you think that somebody's gonna cough or sneeze on you and they don't have a mask on you just don't be in their vicinity. Don't stand closer to them and yell at them.
2: It's not hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not. yeah. So it's funny that the, the 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 country that we broke free from, so we can have liberty, is more liberty minded than we are.
0: Yeah. Right. The irony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so with with the shows that we're doing now, do
2: uh-huh. you? I mean
0: other than the masks and you know, the, some of them obviously are just happy to be out. Do you notice anything different from, with the people that are coming to your booth now versus the, like, you know, C2E2 was the last real big one in, in, you know, end of February, early March. Finances. Do you notice any, huh?
1: Fin- finances. Yeah. Okay. And anything um, other than
0: that, as far as attitude, I mean, you're right. They're, they're, they're less likely to come up and buy 10 prints because you know, they I, can't
1: afford it or. Right. Um, and I, Excuse me. I noticed that there's a lot of people that might have ordered a commission or two that are just doing prints or um, they're just getting a piece that's already they might get an original, but it's already a piece that's done as opposed to ordering specific um, commissions just just for that show. Um, Now, I've only done a few shows, of course, there there have only been a few and they've uh, they've been in um, not not um, kind of metropolitan areas but uh in general i also see that the people that are out and about tend to just be ready to be done with everything right. they tend to just be over the whole thing they're over the they're over the whole you know being being told that they can't go out of their house being told that they have to shut down um they they tend to be a little more um liberty minded and i don't mean to say that they're being cavalier about health they just tend to be a little more uh, willing to continue living life and they, they they tend to hold the value of life as uh, pursuing the things that bring them joy and being able to be with their loved ones as opposed to the value of life being not just dying from a virus that 99.9% of people would survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it my, make any sense.
0: yeah, exactly. My father-in-law,
1: um, he, you know, he's had he had a lung removed
0: from cancer. He's had yeah. cancer a couple other times in different parts of his body that he's beat. And for the first couple of months, you know, when we had to be quarantined, you know, he was like, "Okay, whatever." And then after a couple months, he was like, "You know what?" He's like, "I could literally die tomorrow, so I don't yeah. care. I'm just gonna wear a mask. I'm gonna walk around and do what I gotta do." He's like, "I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm this old, you know. I've I got one lung." He's like, I don't have, you know, I just want to live life. I don't want to be sitting well, in my it, house all
1: day every day. It's so funny you say that because a friend of mine um, was just diagnosed with what he, what they told him was inoperable uh, cancer. It started in his prostate and it's kind of spread. Started to really spread, and um, it's of course we're all completely devastated, but uh, his attitude is all right. he's he's 50. He's a young guy. He's healthy, super good looking. Like he doesn't look like there's anything wrong with him. Um, he's like, all right, well, if this is the life I have left to live, I'm not going to stay inside terrified that I'm going to get a a, a virus. He said, it's not that I'm going to be stupid about stuff. He said, but I still want to travel. I still want to do these things. And I want to, you know, uh, one of the, one of the concerns I had and why I'm so passionate about getting rapid testing into places is um you know you've got some of these people that have their their loved ones that they haven't seen since december right and maybe they have uh, alzheimer's or maybe they have some other condition that's that's affected their memory they may literally never have been remembered by their mother or father again mm-hmm. a grandmother may never even remember her her grandchildren's names again because she hasn't seen them for 8 months you know um and the idea of that is just so devastating And to think that these people that have just – and we can never get this time back. So you've got nine months of really not living. And I know people that have – they like have talked about how, oh, I've just gone to the grocery – gone out to the grocery store twice, and I saw some people without masks. And then they start to realize that, wait, maybe for the first couple months, people were just quarantining and staying indoors, but life – People have really just said, to hell with it. I'm just going to go back to living, and I'm just going to be careful, but I, I'm not going to just throw away this time. We've only got one life, and we're never going to be able to get this time back. And you realize that these people that have been just stuck indoors and they've decided to just kind of stay indoors because of the government suggestions – they will never be able to get this time back. And there are people that have started to travel again and people that have started to, to, to cross off things on their bucket lists. Um, And they have spent time with loved ones and they've, they've, they've started to take dance classes with their their kids and life has started to pick up and go on again. And these poor people that are just so terrified of stepping outside their door, they yeah. can't get this time back.
0: Oh yeah. No, we have plenty. I'm sure we all do. We have, we have
1: plenty of friends who
0: are, you know, like us that are just going out and saying, whatever, I'll wear a mask go wherever, you know, like we just traveled overseas. And then you yeah. have the other friends who are just like, how dare you? Like you yeah. need to stay inside. And it's like, look, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, that's not that's not how I, I, I can't
2: do it. You like, I, yeah. I have a friend who who accuses everybody who goes out to a convention, goes out to eat anything of, of murdering people yeah. like they, they are that admin. And yeah. I get it. But holy cow. Yeah, we all want
1: to kill grandma. Right. Yeah. exactly. Right. <laughs> no, it's it's crazy. And I you know, one of the things I, I wrote a, a, a something very early on um, in, in all this, I would say that probably after the first month, I said, so. What are we going to do? We're going to look at these numbers. I said, you know, we got 200,000 people. I said, 650,000 people in the United States die every every year of heart disease. We've got a million and a half deaths a year from tuberculosis with a vaccine. We've got over 2 billion people a year infected with tuberculosis. Um, we've got all of these things that we've that people die of, but never in the history of the world have we thought that the Best option was to shut down every single means of providing for one's family that's possible. And I said, so at some point we'll accept, you know, we'll accept uh, a million people dead. If fifty, if this has got a a ten percent fatality rate, we will accept that. If this thing had a ten percent fatality rate or a fifteen percent fatality rate, I'm not going outside. Right. I just like I just it's just how it is. If it's got a five percent fatality rate, I'm probably going to go outside very little. But if it's got a a one tenth of one percent fatality rate, (laughs) like there are things that we are going to accept just as uh, I am going to accept that, you know, thirty five hundred people a day die from car wrecks. I'm still going to drive. So we're just at some point we just have to say, listen, my kids are starving, can't pay my mortgage can't pay my electric, electrical bills, can't buy food. Um, everything I've ever held precious and everything I've worked for my entire life that has meant something to me has now been ripped away because of government edicts and there's people that are screaming at me that I won't be able to die because I want to feed my kids. Uh, you just get this attitude, I'm sorry to say, but you just get this attitude of, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not going to cater to others' desires that have no clue what is going on in my, in my life and think, you know, I'm in a position where I'm, I'm not worried about my kids starving, but there's a lot more people in the world than just me. And I, especially with some of these artists that are, um, they depend on comic cons to, 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 to earn a living. They depend on comic cons um, to be able to pay their bills and to feed their children. And the idea that um Comic-Cons can't happen because of uh some arbitrary government edict because 10 people are allowed somewhere but not 15. Or you could have people marching on the streets throwing bricks and b- burning buildings and screaming and marching in the street, but you can't have 150 people walking through a large um hall with with heavy circulating air standing 10 feet away from each other. It um it's just, I, I'm kind of done with it. And I'm, I'm, I'm also no longer afraid of the repercussions of, of, of what, um, people tend to, uh, to kind of come back at me with, because I, I just, I care so much more about people being able to take care of their families. than I, I really am afraid of, uh, of dying of a virus that I've already gotten, but, uh, uh I that or the, uh, you know, being afraid of other people getting, getting sick. if they, they shouldn't be out. If somebody's vulnerable and somebody has serious pre-existing conditions, um, they do need to protect themselves. But for those of us that don't, and we, we tend to be able to be healthy and stay safe, then I think that life needs to get back to, um, to better than it was before. Which I think is possible.
0: And now you said you had it. so December. How were your symptoms? Were they like anything, the real bad ones? Were they like, Uh, I had
1: a headache. I had a headache for like a gnarly headache for two days? actually, I was in Singapore with my buddy, Bill, who just found out he has terminal cancer. Um, I was in Singapore and I felt a really bad headache uh, for a couple days. I had a bit of a fever, a little bit of a cough. It kind of felt like there was a belt around my chest. Only if I breathe dead deep, though. Most, most of the time, you're not taking super deep yoga breaths. Right. I, I clearly don't do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Downward dog, you know? There but, you go. Um, but I, aside from that, it wasn't anything that was any, too serious. And, of course, I didn't know what it was at the time. I just thought it was right. travel fatigue. Um, and it was fine within a few days. And then I tested for an- antibodies in May. Um, Then I tested again for antibodies at the beginning of – end of June or beginning of July, and I still had antibodies. So they say they might fade. Who knows? Um, I've got a a pretty gnarly cold today, but uh, I've gotten very sick in different places around the world. I got really, really sick in Peru with a bad virus, but I think my body is able to recognize viral – kind of viral enemies quickly enough that it can attack them um, on a level that is, is
2: faster than most maybe. I wish, uh, I, w- I wish, I just wish that I could like get over like stomach bugs. That's all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you got, it depends. It, it, it's all the con food. That's what it is.
2: Yeah. It,
1: it's the it, it's 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 funnel cakes from the con cafeteria. Uh,
2: no, it's all the sloppy tacos. Let's be honest. I had to slide in Sloppy Taco Palace. Of course. I know. Oh. And I'm
1: so bummed. I, I, I wasn't able to try it next Next time I'm in Orlando, I'm definitely trying it. Which I well, might have to go we, we will go again. together. That sounds perfect. We will perfect. go together. I think uh, I'm gonna go down so, there in a few weeks. So,
2: hey, so um, it, I'm, I want to circle back, and yes. you know, through through this chat about uh, about the the pandemic, you know, one of the things that you've talked about is you know people not being able to feed their families, you know, making money, so on and so forth. The and you you said you made a comment that you know this has affected vendors on such a huge scale and it's true we've had to figure out like new different ways to do things what are you doing different now you know that you weren't doing six months ago you know that's that's helping you you know helping you keep your sales up i'm in a fortunate
1: position that i uh i invested i've invested pretty well throughout my life and um I've, i've 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 well, I, I've just made some very wise investments, but, um, from a sales standpoint, I'm working with MB artists and, uh, MB artists. I'm, I'm starting a brand new program with them. They're out of Canada and they do a lot of my, um, my print work. And, uh, I'm doing a, a classic cover series, which is kind of cool. I just finished Frankenstein. And then before that, it was, um, Tales of King Arthur. <laughs> um, so I'm working with them and I, I, I just, uh, Last night, we um, were talking about a, a Marvel program that we've got going on. So that's been great. Um, I've still got cons coming up, which is awesome. And I'm, I'm doing you know private commissions. And then of course, my other venture in a, 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 a totally different company um, is, uh, we're, we're clipping along on that. So that's taking a huge amount of my time and attention right now, which is going, a big focus of it is bringing conventions back. Um, and And bringing them back uh full bore with uh with no social distancing guidelines, no masks, and just making sure that everyone um, everyone in there is safe and so that's says for football games, ballet theater um anything and everything schools that that 's my 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 next focus on that is is kind of stepping away slightly from the art, even though i 've continued to do it um and really kind of refocusing my attention on getting getting events back in a safe and secure way at full capacity
2: i dig it i dig it i uh i want to get back to full capacity or you know what i'll take 75 percent this capacity. point i'll
0: take half, I'll take
1: half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. i I'm, it's important and i i think a lot of it's also going to have to there's a lot of people uh, uh, unfortunately there's a lot of people in our this, this is this is Horrible to say and I'm sure I'll get in trouble for this. Um, but there was a, a headline right before Disneyland opened and it said uh a thirty-five thousand Disney employees signed petition to keep Disneyland closed mm-hmm. due to COVID-19. And last week there was a headline that said a Disney Disney cast member signed petition to open up Disneyland. Uh because furloughs ended. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. So the the best the best way to make coronavirus go away is to uh to take away government money and make people earn it for themselves, I guess. Um but that's kind of what uh what I think it's gonna take. It's gonna take some of these people that are kind of poo-pooing anybody wanting to get back to work, it's gonna take them um realizing for themselves that oh, okay, if we don't get back to work. Then I'm not going to be able to pay my own bills, and if if I don't, I mean, if I'm not getting government money, uh, I'm going to have to kind of do this on my own and figure this out and be creative. And I think there's unfortunately a lot of people in this community that early on were very much against it, um, you know, as far as cons happening, uh, because they were getting those 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 paychecks to sit home. Um, and for those of us that weren't getting those paychecks to sit home, we were like, this can't, we can't sustain this, guys. And then all of a sudden, when they realize that, oh, there's nobody else coming to save them, well, now they're just starting to sort of be okay with conventions happening. Um, but there are still those that don't depend on conventions for uh, for finances. Even some people, some of my Broadway friends, were very much against any events of any kind. And now... They're talking about Broadway not happening until 2021 at the end of 2021 or even 2022, and they're, like, signing petitions to bring Broadway back. And I'm like, so when it affects you guys. Yeah, isn't it amazing how that works? That's when it's a problem because you, you were getting government money and, and able to sit home, and you were, you were able to sit up there in your golden throne and be self-righteous. And all of a sudden when it affects you, now you want to perform. And they should, they should have wanted, they should have been able to perform for the beginning. We just needed to really focus on rapid out the door testing again. So you knew everybody around you was safe.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. I'm hoping it's true. I'm hoping that happens.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yes. me too. I just, I want to go back to work. Uh, I want to go back to work and I want to, I want to yeah. be safe, but uh, I want to go back to work. So uh, Ryan, what else you got, man? Cause I, we got, we got the random questions. We got, uh, what else do we have?
0: I think let's just hit them up with the randoms. I'm good. All right, you want to go first? All right. Well, no, mine's a little different. What? Yeah. My, okay. Actually, no. I'll I'll go. Okay. Okay. So, um. Well, because usually ours are our questions are for promoters, but I mean, I guess it, it really uh, it it, it kind of rings true for you too, Jimmy. So as far as as far as shows yeah. go with guests. If there's – I mean obviously you're you know, uh-huh. a guest at every show pretty much that you're doing, but if there was anybody that you could meet yep. at a show, um, and, and, I, and I mean the person has to be alive. If there's any person – I mean I know you've probably come across you know, a, a, a plethora of people, but if there was anybody that you can – in the yeah. world you know, that's, a, that's alive that you can think of, who would, who would you like to – who would that be?
1: Man, I'm a huge Dustin Hoffman and uh, Anthony uh, Hopkins well, fan. True.
0: Yes.
1: So, I, I yeah, I, I think that uh, those guys. I'm sitting in my
0: daughter's room right that. now recording um, this, and on her desk is silence. No, and she, she has, has a picture of, of, Hannah of right here. <laughs> I love it. It's
1: so <laughs> that's fun. awesome. Oh, no. So well, if she asked yes. Megan for fava <laughs> beans for dinner one night, you better be worried. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and a glass of Chianti. Um, but I, I think that Anthony Hopkins would be just—he'd be a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal Comic Con guest. I think he would yeah. kill, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, and, uh, and and Dustin Hoffman as well. I think—I mean—they're both my favorite actors. So I think that, that thats you know, needless to say, yeah, that's wow. a very biased opinion. But I think they would—I think they would do great. Um, I think uh, some of the oh, there's a, a big it depends on whether you're talking Europe or here. There's a big contingency of, um, of Europeans that tend to like older American television shows because they've got them on like mm-hmm. their different apps and stuff there. So um, like Bruce Boxleitner right. who plays Tron and Bruce mm-hmm. is actually a friend of mine. Um, he's super popular at cons and, uh, and, um Rex Smith is a good friend of mine as well. And Rex is, you know, street Hawk and he's the original daredevil and mm-hmm. daredevil versus Hulk. <laughs> um, and they like, they know him in Europe. So there's a lot of uh, older um, television shows that are American that they're, the actors are still very much alive and well, and still doing the circuit. And I think that those actors brought into um, American cons that promoters just haven't really thought of. I think it'd be awesome to see a lot more of those uh the, the actors from the more classic shows, you know, Tom Wopat and some of these guys from these 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 vintage shows that are now kind of coming back into vogue because of Netflix and and um, yeah. other TV apps. Uh that's I think it's awesome to see some of these 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 you know kind of classics yeah, yeah, no, I, showing I, up. I, still.
0: Alexa and I've mentioned that before how when it comes to promoters you know, trying to go for these big names and how, how cool would it be to have some of these, you know, some of the shows we grew up with, whether it's just the voice actors or, you know, things like that. It wouldn't have to necessarily be oh, yeah. you know, like the voice of He-Man, for example, you know, you don't have to get, you know what I mean? Just somebody, oh, yeah. somebody just, you know, we would also look just the nostalgia reasons would be awesome. Um
1: well, yeah. it's so cool. Whatever the Goonies cast, right. like they've got people from the Goonies cast to come and do cons, and I yeah, think that that's always exactly. super cool. So,
0: if so, I guess my second question then would be same question, but anybody throughout history, can, obviously dead, doesn't have to be alive. Who would who would you who would that be throughout
1: history? Well, I'd have to see how
0: hot Cleopatra oh gosh, bro, really are, was. So, but when uh... we were in on a side note, when we were in Turkey. Last week, we went to this place called Sea yeah. Day. It's just next to Antalya, and supposedly on that beach is yeah. the first time Mark Antony met Cleopatra when they have that famous – where she came in on her huge barge with all the gold. Like that was – that's where she came wow. in, and She dedicated the temple of Apollo there, and the, the part of the temple is still there, so we took a ton of pictures there. And so we were talking about wow. this. Like I wonder what she really looked like and listen, to all these podcasts, and so it's so funny you mentioned that. <laughs> but she
1: but but but, well in berlin
0: she wasn't blonde yeah so he's gonna lose some points
1: (laughs) (laughs) no she wasn't she wasn't a blonde (laughs) Egyptian. um in in berlin a museum island in berlin i forget exactly which which museum it is um but they've got uh the original um bust of cleopatra that apparently it matches a lot of the other sculptures of her so um it uh, the scholars say that she's as close as possible to that um but ah, god i mean jesus right? would have been pretty cool right uh, um L- lincoln i mean i think lincoln would do quite well at he's a chatterbox <laughs> he's a chatterbox maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and and i think that the kids would be really freaked out that uh that Hamilton wasn't Puerto Rican, so I think Hamilton. That's a good one. <laughs> Hamilton would be. A, I thought uh, for sure that you would have
0: said Walt Disney, but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's so funny because, like, I, I say Walt, but I think I'm. I, it's really weird because I'm like second yeah, degree right. removed from Walt. Like I, 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 I know Walt's. Um, I know Walt's mm-hmm. nephew Roy. And I know, um, uh, like, you know, the Sherman brothers worked with Mm Walt. And I'm still good friends with Richard Sherman. So I'm like, I know a lot of these people, like Floyd Norman. I know a lot of people that actually knew Walt. And seeing a lot of these kind of firsthand videos and kind of these family things. um, One of the neat things we do with – on, uh, every Friday night we go to we do at Tony Baxter's house, we've got a movie night. And just the other night we did um a uh like it's like a Disneyland vintage tapes night. And there's all these great vintage tapes of Disneyland that Tony brings out. And so we had um it was Pete Doctor from Pixar, Michael Giacchino was on, um Jonas, um uh what's Jonas's last name? Don't say salt. <laughs> <Sulk. laughs> uh Jonas, he he's the director. Uh, Jonas uh, Rivera Um, there were a lot of uh, great like old school Disney and and Pixar people that were on this uh, Zoom call the other night and um, you know we all kind of have that same neat um, love for nostalgia and seeing some of these old tapes with Walt walking um, through Disneyland it's just it's, it's so incredible to see it and yes of course I wish I could have met Walt Disney but at the same time I also feel like He's just, just close enough to be still part of our yeah. current generation a little bit. So I'm thinking, yeah, like more oh, that's, that's where I
0: always go to because mine's always like Caesar.
1: <laughs> that that would have been cool. I, I, I think I I probably don't think I'd no, like to have met no. Nero. I don't think I would care too much for Nero, Nero or Hitler. I don't think I care Caligula, too much for those right. guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not into the Caligula thing. Well, uh, so I right, hear he a, threw a I hell of a of party. <laughs> yes. So that's oh, it for me, Alexis. Wow,
2: a that's a whole lot of history there. in there. Uh,
1: quick, quick, Alexis. Go, go. What's the best segue n- from Caligula? There's Caligula not. and Hitler. Quick, go. Uh, <laughs> so
2: I, I, I'm am an entertainment person. Like I, I'm 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 an entertainment person. I like food. So for me, like. My 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 go-to movie is always Spaceballs. Like if I need some entertainment, I, I throw in Spaceballs. Oh, yeah. I can watch it fifty times and not be bored of it. I know most of the words. Um, you know what what yeah. what movie? What what show is like your? I need entertainment. I can watch this at any time, no matter <laughs> my mood. Like, what's your go-to? Oh
1: gosh, there's a few of them. Um, my son really loves the M Night Shyamalan oh, movie yeah. signs which is so such a random one and, uh, film well, I I love fans, the film
2: Swing yeah. Away yeah. Swing Away yeah yeah and they're away.
1: both in, they're oh uh, don't <laughs> spoil uh it's a. I, I think it's old enough we can now um but uh that's one of my favorites um I love uh Casino uh, and Goodfellas <sighs> and Goodfellas is always the one I say um, those are both asked, yeah oh my god <laughs> great films um and also the apartment with jack lemon um oh my a, gosh wow that's a good one yeah um, the, that's a oh, definition of an oh it's a good beautiful one. film <laughs> it is yeah so and um i also love glengarry glenn ross um and as far as just a from a nostalgia kind of genuine love um heart set of films is goonies and hook Oh. Well,
2: yeah, there's, there's a pirate stream there,
1: I guess, going on. But 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 Goonies, Goonies, and Hook both are are. are I, I really feel special. like you.
2: Uh, I feel like you might need to do a, uh, you know, a Pirates of the Caribbean uh, piece. I guess. Okay, I think so it rub, have, I've done a have few of, the, of them. The so mass, uh, what
0: you gave uh, to our son at the <laughs> at the last one. So yes,
1: yeah. that's right. You've got you got <laughs> the Captain yep. Jack Sparrow
2: well the the other thing that uh, that i love is food you know and I, I i talk about it all the time you know orlando is my place because you can go you can go to anywhere around disney and you can get any kind of food you want and typically it's it's amazingly well-prepared food um and I, I'm, I'm chubby so i i like food a lot um and you know our sponsor is uh, you know Slop the Taco Palace, so so there's that. Um, I love it. Um, but no, seriously, like what 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 city do you like? Do you gravitate towards just the food, the you know the cuisine that's there?
0: And you can't say you
1: can't say La Jolla. You know, you know like shockingly, the
2: it's the best, isn't it? I love so La Jolla. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I used to have a place down in Mexico in Puerto Vallarta, um, and actually at Like right outside the resort where I, um, my place was, they had a, you know, this incredible cuisine and it was, um, you know, authentic Mexican cuisine is not the kind of large filled beans and the, and the brown rice and kind of greasy cheese. It's, it's very fresh. So they grew everything there on site on the, at the farm on site and uh, everything was prepared fresh. It was also very, very spicy. So I like to eat one meal there in a week because my my tongue my <laughs> tongue would be numb the rest of the week. Uh, um but uh I god, I'd say Venice, man. When I was in Venice, I had um I had this gnocchi that was unbelievable. So I was staying at the Hotel oh Daniele. Oh my gosh, I've stayed there. And um, That's right
0: on the water. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, that's the Danieli's just with, uh, Yeah, Angelina and um and Jack Sparrow, what's his name? They Johnny Depp. There Johnny Depp. Yeah, they stayed uh, there in that Johnny movie uh, where she thought
1: he was a spy. Anyway, I digress.
0: I've stayed at that hotel in Venice. Anyway.
1: Oh, I don't think I well, And James, yes, I, they've made yes. James Bond movies there. And I, so yeah, that's yeah, that's like awesome. my favorite hotel in Venice. And I actually have a friend that I have a friend that has a um, he's got a mask um, a mask business, a little mask shop, um, Signore Bodrine okay. on the Rialto Bridge. So it's uh, I, Venice yeah. is one of my favorite Can't cities miss that in the bridge. world, and it's, it, the biggest one there. it's got no, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's gorgeous. So right around the corner in this little alley, right next to uh, ne- right next to my hotel, is uh, is this little place, and I wish I could give them a plug, but it's uh, they have the best the best gnocchi that I've ever had in my life. Um, and then uh, believe it or not, Kuwait. Uh, when I was in Kuwait, they had. Um, this incredible like garlic pita um, with this kuwaiti cuisine and it was all vegetarian but um, it was this weird these exotic flavors that i'd never had before it was like a mediterranean indian strange spice thing that uh, I, I never had had before and I haven't had since. So it was like Kuwaiti cuisine, and that was the first time I'd ever had it. And then there's some great food in, in, uh, in Africa. So South Africa's got some really great, great food as well. So um, I've got a pretty, pretty open palate. Um, but I also live in, you know, I'm in Seal Beach, California, and we've got like great Mexican places here, and there's really fresh uh, seafood. So if you ever want great seafood, great fish tacos, they've got it down here. In oh, yeah, seafood. I
2: definitely uh, miss my, my California fish tacos, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh, they're the best. Well, so like when
1: you come down here next time we'll go for uh, fish tacos Perfect. right there. The well here in
0: Florida <laughs> we have the California pizza
1: kitchen. So I guess it's not the not the same. It's not the same. Oh yeah. <laughs> <You> Obviously can... <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, but the barbecue it's that yeah, barbecue chicken pizza with the barbecue is... chicken salad is like that was like our Oscars thing. Every year for the Oscars, we would go to C P K and get a get a big California pizza That's kitchen. That's our son's favorite pizza, one too. The one that you did the uh, last two. That's his favorite barbecue chicken pizza. It's so funny. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love it. Kids got good taste. Yes. For art and pizza. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right. So <laughs>
2: where, uh, where can people find you online? Because I know we know where to find you, but where can they find you? You guys can go to jamescmulligan.com.
1: That's M-U-L-L-I-G-A-N. Uh, C like the letter and first name, James, James C Mulligan.com. Um, also on Facebook, you can just type James C Mulligan in and you'll find me. And then Instagram is Mulligan Jimmy to throw you guys off a little bit for the dyslexic ones among you. It's, uh, again, Mulligan and then J I M M Y. Um, and then Twitter, which uh, my Twitter unfortunately got hacked. Um, and that was, uh, that was Mulligan Jimmy, but now it's James C. Mulligan on my, uh, my Twitter. But my, the main, my main platform is, uh, either my Facebook fan page, which is James C. Mulligan or, um, Mulligan Jimmy on Instagram.
2: All right. Perfect. Well, thanks. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: I was, oh, no. Say no I was going to say,
2: yeah. Thank, thanks. Thanks a ton for coming on. I definitely, once you get back from, um, from your cons overseas, I want to get you back on because I, I want to, I want to hear about, uh, I want to hear about how everything was treated. You know, I want to hear about the capacities. I want to hear about everything. I know we're going to talk about it, you know, between ourselves, but I want it to be out there for people so that they can kind of understand what's going on. Um, Cause hopefully, totally. man, I, I yeah. hope, you know, there's still some hope that there's going to be a couple of cons that happen later this year, but you know, like I said, just the
1: that, 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 Single, and this is not plugging my company, (laughs) but you guys will be seeing something very soon. Um, The single number one most important answer to all of this, in my estimation, is rapid at-the-door saliva-based test where you get the answer back in under a minute. Um, And you know that everyone around you is completely safe from harm, that they're not going to be spreading covid um, and it's just a single disposable unit that as you go in the door, you know you're good, and then you don't have to worry about capacity. You don't have to worry about um, shut, you know, somebody coughing on you and getting sick. As long as you know that the tests are accurate and they come back approved from uh, the CDC, um, and, uh, and, and you've got the, the, uh, the EUA, which is Emergency Use Authorization, um, then you should be good to go. So 30-second tests at the door, saliva-based, um i I really think is the answer so we've got to keep a keep an eye out for that and that will be hopefully coming coming to market very soon um the other thing is i am doing a comic-con at the end of october which is um in, in roanoke roanoke virginia um, so I'll be looking forward to doing Roanoke Comic Con uh, at the end of October and I'll I'll see you guys there. So I think it's the 29th through the thirty first or it's the thirtieth, thirty, yeah, and 31st 30 31st and first and first. Some of those days. Whatever. Um, I'm not Are you actually be there?
2: I've uh, I've got another um, convention that weekend in um, Indianapolis. It's what Days of the Dead. They uh, they took a pretty bad uh, pretty bad route okay. for for some some stuff that was out yeah. there. But uh, the promoter reached out to me. He uh, Oh yeah, I saw the photo. Yeah, that you know, he's did. like, yeah. "Hey, you know, I want you to be at the show. It's four hours from me, and you know, it's Great. It's worth it. It's worth the investment for sure."
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. So, listen, I, I'm I'm a big guy that believes in uh, in in grace and second chances because God knows that uh, <laughs> we all we all need second chances right now. I mean, the CDC certainly needs second chances. They 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 walk back. Um, guidelines three or four hours after they set them the first time, so I think I think we all yeah. we all deserve second chances. So.
2: <sighs> Absolutely. All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate it. We will uh, we will talk to uh, you soon. And guys, thanks for listening. Have Thank a you. Good, uh, good week. Pleasure, guys.